Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Friday Night Dinner Podcast. I'm your host, Curtis. With me, as always, is Dr. Stephanie Sarkis, PhD. You can find over at stephaniesarkis.com. She's got a new book coming out this month, right? Yep. Or, yeah. There 27. Here, healing from toxic relationships. So yes. keep an eye out for that. And, Starfish uh, Sarkis. I answered to it. Sorry? Starfish Sarkis. Star, starfish, Sarkis, yeah. It's interchangeable, really. Whatever, yeah. That works. <laughs> um, yeah. And, uh, yeah, we're, we're here talking Gilmore Girls. We're re- slowly, like, closing in on the end of Season 7, which yeah. is a good and a bad thing. Good in that Season 7 is just awful, and I don't like it that much. <laughs> but awful in that this is, that means this podcast is almost over, too, so... Yeah. But the good news is we got another podcast. Very we're far. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, it, it's uh, it's bittersweet. Mostly, su- mostly sweet, just slightly bitter. Because uh, talking about Gilmore Girls is great, but I was telling someone the other day, like at least I've got a very definitive, uh, like take on Gilmore Girls. Like if anyone ever asked me, what do you think of this episode of Gilmore Girls? I say go listen to that episode. I'll tell you. It's recorded forever. Yeah. So. Um, and there's already been a few people I know who've been like, I just like listening to your podcast. And like, I started watching Gilmore Girls Aww. because of it. So. Aww. So. And I, for that, I, really I apologize like for leading mm-hmm. you into season seven. Because I did try to warn everyone. You know, yeah, without spoiling you too me. much. Can't say you don't know. We, we we yeah but uh yeah we're here to talk about um the episode farewell my pet which is the 14th episode of season seven so again we're s- very slowly ending the the run of the show at least the original run because obviously as most people know they had the revival um and, and so. we will be covering the revival right yeah yeah Luckily, though, the revival's only, like, four parts, and they're they're a little bit longer. They're around an hour and a half each, but it's pretty digestible. Um, even okay. in the times I've gone and um, rewatched it, I could rewatch it in a day if I got nothing else going on. So, um, but yeah, uh, Farewell, My Pet. You know, mostly picking up where we were at the end of the uh, last episode, the Philly episode with uh richard in the hospital but he's doing better he's got his bypass surgery uh he's gonna be discharged well at least at the beginning of the episode he's gonna be discharged pretty soon but uh a big part of the episode was uh richard not adjusting to life at home that well you know emily's trying to get him to eat fish and vegetables and all this and he was like nope (laughs) i want something else um and we can talk about that because one of the things i do is um is I specialize in working with people who have gone through heart surgeries and some of the psychological stuff that goes with it. So we can talk about uh, what Richard experienced is actually quite normal. Interesting. I can see that being a very hard thing to adjust to, too, because you're mm-hmm. used to eating and living your life a certain way, and then someone all of a sudden mm-hmm. tells you, you you can't. And it's, uh, you know, there's always that part of us that's like, oh... I still want to live my life. I still want to eat my steak and whatever else, right? So. So 
also a higher rate of anxiety and depression after surgery. So we can talk about that too and how that may influence your trauma management. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was a big part of it. And then also too, um, we also get the, like, so Richard's out. He's, uh, you know, obviously recovering. So they give a TA to, um, to Emily and them and, uh, yeah, or not to Emily's them, the, for the class that yeah. uh, he was teaching. So, mm. And uh, Rory's got a bit of a crush on this guy. Yep. Yeah, which... And talk about with Logan, or was that next episode, James? Yeah, yeah, and I think, was it, yeah, it was this episode where, yeah, they, they talk about it, and, yeah, Logan's pretty much just like, I don't really care. Like... Well, he, he says it a bit better than that, but mostly he's like, nah. He's like, oh yeah, well, I've been attracting women. I'm like, you slept with various women. Yeah. You didn't have an official breakup, so I don't really know if you have anything to say. But. Yeah. I mean, it's good that in a way he's not stigmatizing her having right. attraction for people, because I, I don't think that should be the case. Like, it's fine to be attracted to people. Obviously, we would say, don't act on your you know, feelings and maybe go cheat on your partner or something, but, you know, it's fine. It's natural to feel attracted to people. So, it's... Uh, you're in a relationship, you're not dead. Exactly. You know, I mean, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, it's um, it's this idea that, yeah, there, you know, we're... Even when we're married or dating or in relationships, you know, you can still... You should still be able to at least admit that you're... You're, you find some people attractive, even if, again, you're not going to act on it or do anything with it. So. Did handle it very true. Yeah, it was surprisingly progressive for Logan. A guy that looks like he's consistently a dude bro, even as he, they tried to make him a better person. So, <laughs> um, And then also we find out Michelle's dog Chin Chin has died. So I don't think the dog was that old. Did they say why it died? No, they didn't get into that. Yeah. I was, I was wondering, because, like, he got that dog around season four at season seven. So if we're going that each season's a year, that means the dog would have been, like, three years old. And I'm like, that's pretty uh, young. Pretty young for a dog. <laughs> Sorry? Yeah. I mean, you can have a dog or a cat that just dies early because of, heart, of unknown heart issues oh, okay. and stuff. So it's not totally rare for that to happen. It's unfortunate. Yeah. Um, I think he got them both at the same time, right? So they would be the same yes. age, Pawpon. Yeah, Pawpon Shin Shin. Um, and he's kind of, and he was talking about how, you know, basically that pet deaths are not taken as seriously, so we can talk about that too. Because another thing I talk to people about is pet loss. Yeah. Well, and the thing is too is, uh, you know, pets are a part of our lives and a part of our family structure, so, you know, why not, right? You know, if we mourn the loss of a human, someone that means a lot to us, why not, you know, mourn the loss of a pet that also means a lot to us? I've talked to a lot of people that a pet death bothers them more than a human death. And, and yeah. I said, you know, that's completely normal. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, Lorelai and Suki are kind of, like, roped into planning Michelle's funeral for Chin Chin. Um, but Michelle kind of doesn't like how they're doing things. He's kind of 
um, you know, he's kind of getting upset with them. And, uh, yeah. They're not taking it really seriously. No. Which, you know what? I'm going to give him a bit of a pass because it's like, okay, maybe you don't initially understand, but, like, he was definitely, like, you could tell upset by it. So, you know. I was like, yeah, you could definitely just tell. Even if you don't believe him initially, like, you got to tell at a certain point. Like, yeah, he wouldn't be mentioning this unless it was serious. Um, yeah. And then, uh, yeah, we got the whole TA thing. And, yeah. Um, also, too, like, Paris makes comments about how, like, she broke in uh, Doyle and uh, Rory broke in Logan. Um which, yeah, I was like, I don't know. I think Rory was taking it very seriously, but I'm also like, you know it's Paris. Paris is sometimes says ridiculous things, like... Let's say, like, you owned them. Oh, I'm never something of, like, Paris. Yeah. Like, that's just something Paris... Like, I don't know. It seemed weird that Rory was taking what Paris said so, so seriously, because I'm like, she's kind of said stuff like this in the past, and Rory just usually just writes it off. It's like, oh, that's Paris. So it seemed weird, like... That she would be like, oh, maybe I have broken in Logan. And it's like, or like, oh yeah, maybe maybe Paris knows something. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure like Logan's behavior after they, you know, quasi broke up. I'm sure, that probably still affects Rory. Yeah. So maybe it was more of a, oh really? Because she was thinking that that's not possible with Logan. Yeah. Um. Yeah, also too, Christopher and Lorelai finally reconvene after Christopher's disappearance act. And, uh, yeah, we kind of, you know, Christopher mentions it again that, you know, he's uncomfortable with Luke and he thinks Lorelai's not over Luke. Um, which she, which she says she is. Um, but they kind of are like, eh, we're gonna curb this and talk about this later. Um... And then, uh... has excuses for why I didn't show up. Yeah, like, the, I was just trying to think, remember, like, everything in that conversation, and yeah, like, I do remember he was pretty, like, well, I had my phone off, it's like, okay, well. That still doesn't explain why he left the second time when he saw, uh, Luke. Like, you know, it... The whole thing's sketchy. Yeah, like... I understand if maybe your phone was off, but that doesn't explain why you left a second time. So, um, but you can kind of tell, like even in their conversations, like they're not really accomplishing much in their conversations. Just kind of going nowhere. Uh, especially because he's not taking responsibility for his behavior. It's really hard to have a yeah. son that like, admit what's happening. Mm-hmm. Um. But so, yeah, and then they have the actual um, funeral for Chinchin, which I thought was hilarious because they even had dogs at the funeral. That was sweet. Yeah, maybe those were his buddies from the dog park. Yeah. I mean, my dog's got best friends at the dog park. Although, I did not now see... Gonna, now we're going to get into my dog issues. <laughs> well, I was just surprised they didn't have Paul Inca there. Oh, that's right. He wasn't there. There was no. a standard poodle. Yeah. And that's the, I remember the standard poodle. The standard poodle kind of regal. I can't remember the other ones were, but no, there was no Paul Inca. Although maybe he was in the back, like helping Suki with. I just want to imagine they didn't get along. Yeah, because it just seems like, um, 
Paul Anka seems like the kind of dog that would just not like other dogs. So. Well, I mean, he might have been scared. Yeah, yeah. Because of what we've seen of him and the other. You know, he doesn't like going down the stairs. He doesn't like, you know, it's a lot of it's just maybe it was a lot of new stuff. And a lot of dogs at once can be kind of scary. Yeah. And we don't know how much Lorelai socialized him. But yeah. She socialized him with people in the, in the town. We don't know about if she's hung out with other dogs. Either. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, and then we pick up with Christopher and Lorelai again, and, uh, you know, Lorelai mentions how she wants to be married to Christopher, but she doesn't just, like, she doesn't kind of have those same kind of level of like, feelings for him as she does for her, so you can tell it's really breaking her heart. Actually, you know, as much as I kind of been ragging on uh, Lorelai's performances season i thought that was pretty good how she handled like telling uh christopher that she wants to be married to him but it's just like despite her best efforts it's just not working um yeah and even though like they don't outright say they're getting divorced like we can tell they're, they're this is the end of their relationship marriage so can we see him again yes but, That's uh, like poor Gigi. Sorry? Now, like, poor Gigi. Her mom leaves and goes to France. Yeah. Then her dad meets, you know, well, I guess re-meets or reconnects with Lorelai. They get married, and then now they're splitting up. So poor Gigi. She's had a lot of change. Yeah. In her short life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And, yeah, it's just... It's uh, it's one of those things where you can just tell that them being together is uh, not quite working out, even though they do clearly care for each other and you know have some level of affection for each other. It's just not really, it's not doable with the two of them. Like for whatever reason, despite all their best efforts, there's just there's just that little bit of incompatibility that just drags everything down. So. But, yeah. Um, yeah, pretty much the end of Lorelai and Christopher. So, as far as I think, they don't get back together anytime soon after the, this episode. I don't think. Okay. So, I mean, not like there's a whole lot of episodes left, but, you know. Okay. Um, who is your favorite and least favorite performance from this episode? My favorite was Michelle. I think he, he portrayed someone going through pet grief pretty realistically. That sometimes you just get angry about stuff when you're going through grief. And much like people, when they die, you know, people can react in different ways. I thought he just did a really good job portraying that. Of mm -hmm. course, Christopher. Christopher. Yeah. <laughs> My sole reason for that. <laughs> I just find him sweet to me. Yeah. I don't know, like I don't know why, but I found Christopher mildly tolerable in this episode, and uh, he even had some moments where I was like, "Hmm, that's a little bit interesting for Christopher." Like when she talks about him abandoning uh, her and not, you know, taking care of her, and he's like, "That's not fair," and she just kind of like looks at him like, "Well, it is what it is." So she said, I, "I think it was in this episode." She said something like, "You know, I wasn't." I wasn't that surprised he didn't show. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it was. And he just kind of was like, yeah. hey, that's not fair. And I just kind of liked, 
his response to that, mm-hmm. where like y- you can tell for him, it's not about the truth; it's about what's in his mind fair. What's fair? You're yeah. right. You so. are so right. Yeah, it's about what makes him look good and what makes him feel good. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you're so right. Um. So I didn't mind Christopher as much as normally I rag on Christopher. He was not the the utterly terrible person I've come to expect him to be. Um, I would say for worse, uh, the actor that plays uh, Logan Huntsberger, I just, I don't know. I thought even though... He's usually right on the money, but... Well, it's just like how he was act, like how he was acting and all this, like, here's like a moment where his girlfriend's telling him that like she's got an affection for another person and like yeah, he was being like a little more mature about it, but he kind of still kind of had like the sleazy kind of like "hey" kind of attitude the whole time. And I'm like, okay, you're kind of dr- dad. sorry. Dad's next episode. I thought you were talking about the dad. Dad's oh. next episode. Yeah, yeah, no, sorry, I was talking about Logan. Logan, yeah, okay. Yeah. So and yeah, he was just like, well, it's fine. I've been attracted to people too, and I'm like, oh gosh, just the way he was saying it and delivering it, it just came across as bad. I would say that also is my worst too. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's still such a cad to me. Yeah, and and you know, the more that I see it, the more he's he's another Christopher. And we saw how well they got along, right? So yeah, he's a Christopher. I totally like think that it, this is just my own theory that like Lorelai and Rory have like like they're parallels to each other, but then also to like yeah, you got I think in my opinion at least Jess is kind of comparable to Luke where you've got yeah Logan is more comparable to Christopher where Dean like is comparable to who a poop in the toilet he's just a poop I don't know I don't know where I was going with that analogy fully I don't know who the Dean would be Dean would just be the jerk because I think as much as I don't like Christopher and there's a lot of reasons not to I think Dean's even further down the rung yeah yeah um, yeah, cause, like, really, uh, aside from Christopher, uh, Lorelai doesn't really mention too many of her exes or anything. They don't really come up much. Yeah. Like, I'm sure she's probably got a dean in her life or some guy that, she, you know, she dated and all that that, you know, was not the nicest person or whatever. But she doesn't really bring him up. It's mostly what we see on the show, which is the people she's dated right. plus Christopher. So. Mm-hmm. Maybe a good thing to explore in the second revival. Maybe some guy comes back and he's like, remember we dated in, I don't know, grade nine or something? And she's like, oh, no, you're back. Um, yeah, so... Uh, yeah. Best, I would say, Lorelai. And yeah, worst, Logan. Okay. Um, what was your favorite reference to this episode? So, um... Um, Paris says something about, you know, I have like 25,000 different resumes. Once for if I work on the Hill, like when I work with Republican or Democrat, or Joe Lee, well, I thought that was funny because Joe Lee would switch parties. And he just went, went from Republican to Democrat. So I just thought that was kind of funny. And it was around that time, I think. So I just thought that was really cute. So, mm-hmm. what about you? Um, let's see. Oh, um, Lorelai was talking to Zach about what what song to play at Michelle's 
Well, not funeral for Michelle, but for the dog. And uh, Lorelai says, more Princess Diana, less dog. And then Zach says, do you want Elton John? And then Lorelai says, we were thinking very dignified Bach, Mozart. And then Michelle just says, Celine Dion. Yeah, that was his favorite song. Yeah. And I think dogs, some dogs do have favorite songs. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. I mean, we Lucy know that. Well, we know that Michelle's a big fan of Celine Dion, so he yeah. would have played it for oh, the dogs, too. Yeah. So. Um, okay. Uh, favorite quote? Chin Chin didn't even like barbecue. <laughs> I mean, uh, thought it was like, so I'm like, oh, um, it was Sookie's like, oh, yeah, Chin Chin, blah, blah, and he's like, you didn't even like Chin Chin. And she's like, oh, yeah, you know, he ate my sandwich. And he's, like, just disgusted. He's like, he didn't even like barbecue. Like, like that's what my only dog owner would know. It's, like, dog-specific things. I just thought that was funny. Because it also sounds like something I would say. Yeah. He didn't even like barbecue. Like, why would he take your sandwich? Because yeah. it's just that logic and, like, applies to dog owners, but other people may not get it. Oh, 100%. But he was just, like, so, he just, he, it was such an affront <laughs> to him. Yeah. I love that. Because he, uh, really, he truly loved his dog. Remember he watched him on, he watched the AKC competition at work. Oh, yeah. And he was all excited when the child showed up. Well, I don't even think he was a big, because I remember early, earlier seasons, he wasn't a big fan of dogs, but you could tell throughout the show he's kind of grown on dogs a little bit, so. Yeah, I wonder what happened. That he, I don't know if they ever addressed that, like what changed that he all of a sudden was like, well, not all of a sudden. Yeah. What happened that he started being interested in dogs? Mm-hmm. Um, my favorite line is when Rory says, I cook anything that comes in a tube. Oh, yeah? Yeah. It's like... So. Multiplies the same cooking stuff. Yeah. Okay. Uh, behind the scenes trivia. Despite being in this, uh, episode, both, uh, the actress that plays Elaine and the actress that played Luke had no lines. They just show up. We see them, but they don't hear them. Lane. Is Lane in the Oh wait, yeah, I did. Yeah. I think she, she was in the Does she have a kid yet? No, she hasn't had her kids yet. I I did not see her at all. Huh. Okay. I wonder if she was at the funeral. That could be it. Oh, uh, maybe. Because she is credited as being in this episode, but I'm trying to figure out too, like, where did she show up? And he and then Luke just waves to somebody through the window, right? Of yeah. the deli. Mm-hmm. But yeah. But I don't think it would have been Lorelai because I think they were still on the outs. Or the, oh. they, the, well, they're getting better, but you Let's know, yeah. Um, I only know that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it wouldn't be her because I remember there's a scene in an upcoming episode where they make a big deal out of them, like her going by Luke Steiner again. So, um, I would imagine she's probably waving at Lane. Maybe she saw Lane walking with her big pregnancy belly, and she was like. And he's like, yeah, was actually, it was Luke. It was Luke waving. I know that yeah. I just, maybe it's, I don't know who he's waving to though. Maybe he was waving to Lane. Maybe that's what it was. They need, maybe they realized we need both of them in this episode, but we don't have any lines for them. Let's have them wave at each other. Maybe that was it. Um, okay. Let's see. Do you have any mental health observations from this episode? I thought it was really good that Lorelai set boundaries with Rory because said, do you want me to talk to him? Uh, yeah. Meaning Dad. And 
and Lorelai's like, she was very clear that, nope, this is something between your dad and I. Yeah. And that's how we're going to try to keep it. And I was like, good, because I think it would be really easy to get a kid involved. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's that kind of, sometimes there's kind of fuzzy boundaries between Lorelai and Lorelai. But I really like that she kind of put her foot down. Because I I think that shows that, you know, there are times when she's her kid's best friend, but she also can be the solid parent that she needs to be. Uh, Case in point, when Lane... Um, you know, came over to the house, and and Rory's like, "Don't tell Lane's mom that she's here." And she's like, uh, "Yeah, I'm telling her because if, as a mom, I would want to know." Yeah. So there are times where she, you know, um, is pretty tough. So mm-hmm. I thought that was done with love, but it was also setting a really good boundary. Yeah. Um, also, pet loss impacts pets and people. So I actually wrote an article about this in Psychology Today about pet loss and also how it impacts your pets. Because uh, when Toby died, Lucy kind of was lost for a little bit. Mm. Uh, and that happens. So when he talks about Papa, I need to come to work, and I don't want him to be by himself, that makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the more that we know about pet loss and grief, you know, that can, like I said, that can impact people even more than a, than a human dying. Yeah. Um, dogs and cats become best friends or whatever kind of other pet you have. Um, that kind of bond can be devastating mm-hmm. when, when that pet dies. So... Um, so if, if someone's going through pet loss and you feel like uh, no one else is taking it seriously or that you that you feel like you're overdoing it, um, pet loss can be just as as uh, traumatic as human loss. So so there are therapists that specialize in pet loss, and I really encourage you to, to talk to them. Yeah. And also, um, yeah, and then dogs are favorites. <laughs> That's my last part. Mm-hmm. But, but it can help to have some kind of service. Uh, for your pet, I think. Right. Um, some way of saying goodbye. If it's not a service like Michelle's, then, um, you know, maybe um, doing something else, like having a little memorial service for that, just with a couple people, or just isn't that what sharing ba- these stories about them. Hmm? Isn't that what Babette did in, like, season one or something? Like, her cat died, yeah. and she had, you know... So yeah, it, like a wake? Yeah. 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 Yep, where you can just, like, hang out and talk about your special memory. And I think that's what... I remember Lorelai talked about a story about the cat. Yeah. So, yeah, so I think it is important to to memorialize your pet. For sure. Okay. And then people ask me, too, like, when's a good time to get another pet? I don't think there's really a, a solid answer to that. I think it's whenever you feel you're ready. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you feel like right away you want to get a, a pet, that's okay. Um, if you feel like you want to wait a while, that's okay too. Yeah, I've noticed people have like different kind of ways of approaching that. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, like I know people who. Yeah, I know people who have gotten like after their pets have passed away, they've gone out literally the same day and gotten a new pet. So, you know, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Oh, sorry. No, I know that some people say like, oh, don't make any big decisions when you're grieving and stuff, but but why not? If it makes you happy, yeah, and you and you want to give love to another furry pet, or scaly or whatever your choice is, yeah, um, then why not? Mm-hmm. For sure. Okay. Uh, I think it's time to rate this episode. What are you thinking for a score? I kind of like this. I like the address pet grief, so I'm gonna give it a, a six or seven. A six or a seven. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sure thought. Yeah, I I also a little happy too that this is the end of the Christian and Lorelai storyline. So, um, 
I got to be honest, even like I, I think you and I both throughout this entire podcast have been like, I don't like Christopher. No, no, I'm not a big Christopher fan. But even I was like a little bit hurt when Lorelai said to him, like, you're the man I want to want. And uh, it, it was brutal, even though I guess in my mind, I'm like, uh, I think you might be barking up the wrong tree. But you know what? It, it's she like he obviously means so much to her. And it was obviously very hurtful for her to like realize that this was the end of their relationship. Sure. And he's never going to be the guy that shows up. Yes. So there was truth in what she said. And it was interesting because even though uh, they were grieving the death of Chinchin, like this is also sort of the grieving of the end of their relationship too, because I think Lorelai has has to finally come to terms with that. So I don't know. There's some interesting parallels there. So I don't know. It was actually fairly interesting writing. Like I'm not going to say it's the most inventive writing we've ever seen on the show, but you know, by season seven standards, this is pretty good. So, yeah, I'd give it, like, a 6 out of 10. Um, yeah, we have a whole different standard for season 7. Yeah. Like, is this a, an overall great episode of the show? No. But for season, season 7, this is one of the better ones. So. Yeah. Okay. Well, Steph is over at Stephanie Sarkis, not starfish.com. And you can get her book coming out at uh, the end of this month, right? But you can pre-order it now, so you don't have to wait till the end of the month. You can put your money down, get it when it comes out. You're yep. set and ready to read it. And uh, it's called Healing from Toxic Relationships, I should mention, too. Yep. And I'm over at 3 com, where almost every other day I've got new content going up. So keep an uh, eye Speaking of pets, the, the puppy and the 15-year-old dog are some kind of party outside the door. <laughs> They're having a party. Well, that's good. Yeah, some kind of party, yeah. So, so in case you heard that. Well, it's good. That was their tribute to to Chin Chin. So. There we go. Yeah, or they were celebrating the end of Christopher and Lorelai. Either way, <laughs> that's well, also possible. Yeah. All right. Well, with that said, we'll see you all next time. Bye for now. Bye.